Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Lunch with Lindsay. So this one is definitely the most personal episode I've put out and it focuses around my grandma V who just turned 95 years old. I asked my mom Terry to also be a part of the conversation because I wanted to sit down with my grandma at her house and ask her about what her life was like growing up as a kid, as a mom, she's a mother to three girls, um, as a wife to my grandfather who passed away several years ago, but they had such a happy life together. And we sat down and we talked about all these things. What I did not expect was that I would learn things about myself just by talking to my grandma and my mom and hearing both of their perspectives about one another. I learned so much, but the biggest takeaway I had that day was that I think sometimes you learn about the person you wanna be moving forward by taking a look back at how others around you were in the past, right? So I hope you enjoy this episode. My grandma V, my mom Terry, and me sitting down for lunch. Hey everybody. All right, I'm so glad you're here for this episode because this one's a little personal. I'm bringing you inside my grandma's house in Western Pennsylvania. So my grandma V just turned 95 and she's amazing. She always had cheese and crackers out when anytime we would show up when I was growing up during my childhood. But I asked she and my mom to join me for a conversation to talk about a lot of different things. And I'm so excited for you guys to be a part of this. Come on inside. Hello. This is such a, a special opportunity because we're in my grandma's house in her sunroom. It's my grandma, Valeria, forever, we call her Grandma V, and my mom, Terry, who I call Mook, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is so, so awesome because I just really want us to have a conversation about just dynamics in life. And Grandma, you've lived in this house since the 40s, you built this house with your bare hands, but you're now 95. Like that's no. so incredible. I wanted it to do this for a long time, but this timing is so really special because, wow, like how do you feel being 95? I don't feel that old. I really don't, but I'm glad I am that old. Yeah? Because it's good to be able to look around and talk to people about things that happen. Then all of a sudden I remember I'm older than all those people. <laughs> so you know more. But that's true, you really are. Yeah, so that's the point I'm at. But it's fun because then people ask me what it was like. And, and it is, it was a great life. And I guess that's kind of where I started really wanting to talk to you is what is it like, but also like what you've learned, you know, what you take away from things. But there are so many stories too that like my mom has filled in the gaps during the years, but you realize you don't really know about, you know? Mm -hmm. What were you like as a kid? I was a little bit different because I wanted to play and have a good time. And then as I got older, then I got more serious. And so as I got more serious, then that's how I wanted to raise my children. And it worked out so good. But when you had your kids, you still wanted to play and have a good time. Really? You did. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Dad and I would go out. My mother would watch the kids, and we would go down to the club. And all of our family would go down to the club and dance on the Saturday night. <sighs> and that was nice. How did you meet Granddad Joe? Down a post office. He came home from the service, mm -hmm. and I would go down after school to pick up the mail, and he would be down there, 
and then he would stick around or I would stick around until the other one would be seen. And then we just like played cat and dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew you, yeah, you liked him. So if I wasn't waiting for him, he was waiting for me. And then after the length of time, then he had appendix operation. And when he had his appendix operation, his friends would stand there like this because they were mad because I was taking their friend away. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. They didn't like it that I was liking him. That was the good old boys club, and yeah. you were the girl trying to get into it. Yeah. And they knew he was smitten, Girls probably. didn't do anything about it. It was the boys uh -huh. that were fighting it. Isn't that so funny? Oh, that's so funny. Interesting. How did he ask you to marry him? We were going to go to Vogue Terrace, which is a very fast, fancy restaurant going out of our area. And as he pulled off the road, and he, as he pulled off the road, then he said, just a minute, I want to give you something. So he gave me an engagement ring and asked me would I accept it. I said, I sure will. <laughs> so then, we got engaged, and then it wasn't that long we got married after that. So it, it, it went very nice. And we had parents' approval. You know, parents didn't say, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. so, and you were young. How old were you? 19. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was four years older, right? Yeah. I got this turquoise dress, and it had a low waistband. And on it, it had this ruffle that came up uh -huh. like that. And it was so gorgeous that everybody that saw it went crazy over it. <laughs> so it oh was, my gosh. It made it special. It really did. Mm -hmm. Wow. So when you guys got married, and then I think something that's so interesting is how this community was built. And I know there's a lot of family that lives here, but how it was a homesteading community and you were given an opportunity to to apply, right, for the right. land and for... So what was that process like? Anybody that wanted to move ahead in life had the opportunity to go down to the factory. They had an office at the factory. And anybody that wanted to get a good future started would go to that factory and apply for a job. And then we got a job at the factory. And by getting that job, it paid for what we needed to start building the house. Wow. And so that was tough, though, because it's expensive to build a house. And you don't make a lot of money in a factory. But they knew we were serious, and we knew they were serious, so everybody worked together. Nobody was like cutting each other's heads off. Mm -hmm. And it just went perfectly. Oh. Yeah. What, what were you like at that point? Were you interested in really working? What were women like then? Once I met him, I just wanted to get married. Wow. Because <laughs> he was a handsome guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he liked me too, so it worked out good. Yeah. Were there things that you had thought that you wanted to do, like your interests, even after you met Granddad, things that you really liked to do professionally, or? He wanted to go to body and fender school. Okay. 
because he was just working at an ordinary factory. And when he went to body and fender school, he was able to get a trade. And by getting that trade at body and fender school, then when he graduated from that school, he got a job at General Motors. And that's where he was working after that. And then he was making good enough money to start building a house. So he went down to Wagner, mm -hmm. which was a lumber yard in Youngwood. It's right at the train station. And he went there and he said, I want really bad to get married. I came from the service and he said, I met this woman that I like and he said, I'd like to marry her, but I want to make sure I can support her. So he said, okay, every Friday, somebody can come down and pick up a load of lumber worth that amount of money. And then you go home and you <coughs> do the building, come back the next week and we'll see what we can do for you again. And that's how we built a whole house. You moved in on the back of a lot that yeah. Grandma had. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wow. Yeah. I was wondering when you were saying that, if you think that they approved that situation because Dad said he had just come back from the service. And if they knew that he was probably a good risk from that, I was wondering about and that. that's what I think it was. Uh -huh. Because he was dependable. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And they knew that he wasn't going to renege on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it worked out really well. And then we both worked on yeah. I worked in the factory, and then he got a job after that at General Motors. And your factory was making clothes? Is yes. that correct? And then during when the war started, you were making clothes for servicemen? Right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then this one came along, my mom. Yeah. Yep. What do you remember of that time when you found out that you were going to have a baby for the first time? Well, we had to wait a little while because we couldn't do that right away without, with, like, stopping the schedule. So we didn't get pregnant right away because we wanted to have the house partially up before we did that. So if you noticed on the pictures, we had a black house with black paper on the outside. It did not have siding on it. Wow. Because it cost a lot of money to buy siding. And you lived in that uh -huh. house. So we, we built the house that far, put the black siding on it. When the black siding was on it, then we decided it was time to have the baby. Wow. And that was it. So what do you remember about when you found out that you were going to have a baby? Well, you had to have something to then that gives you that drive. Mm -hmm. If you have a drive like that, then you want to get everything done you wanted, you plan to do. Wow. And it worked out perfectly. Wow. Yeah. So when mom was born, what do you remember of that? Oh my, well I think. How about the day that I was born and you were going into labor? And it was a Sunday, right? Oh, it was a Sunday. And I said to Joe, Dad, I go, Joe, wake up. We have to go to the, we have to go to the uh, hospital. No, we have to go to church first. I said, we can't go to church first. We have to go to the hospital. And what, so what happened? Then we went to church. What? Yeah. You were in labor during, yeah. during church? Yeah. And how did that feel? 
but see, the first time it takes longer. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, so did, were you in pain in church? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so priorities. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what kind of mom was Grandma? Oh, she was great. She was great. Yeah. What was she, she like was as a fun mom? mom? She was a fun mom. Really? Yeah, she was. You were. If you were, you always did things around the house, but if something better, there was something better to do with us, she'd say, okay, let's yeah. just do it. Uh-huh. I was one who loved to go shopping, and now I probably regret that because I hear about it all the time about how we always <laughs> went shopping for me. But you like to shop, My mom too. has um, two younger sisters. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sandy, my aunt Sandy's two years younger, and my aunt Anita is nine years younger than my mom. So I think a lot of times they just got dragged along with that when they wouldn't have chosen to do that. But um, you would the shopping was a big deal for us because we, and even until today, when I go out shopping, I always know that like lunch will be a part of it or maybe a drink because that's just what we did. And we would go out and we would stop and have just a small lunch and shop and then come home. But she would do that or like if there was a pool here in Youngwood and mom might have a bunch of stuff to do that day and she would, I would say, can we go to the pool? And she'd say, sure. And we should just stop what we were doing and we'd all go to the pool. It's a public pool. Uh -huh. And um, or used to make a lot of stuff to have around when my friends would come over. And I remember my friends will steal on Facebook. I'll see them. They'll say, your mom was always the most fun. Uh -huh. And it's true. She would make like cream puffs. And that all come in, and a lot of the friends are people that I still see at, at reunions and stuff. Grandma, you're where my mom gets it, yeah. <laughs> because that's true. That's how I see you. <laughs> Don't make that cry face. That's right. But but it's what drives my husband crazy about me. He's like, can't you focus? Don't go do this and that. But I think there's so much that's important. I'm, I'm a cry. I will not do that. But I think that's awesome. And we call it woo. Yeah. You know, it's my mom's woo. So what did you real like why did you, why were you like that? Why did you like to just go and have fun? What do you think? Where does that come from? I just figure you keep moving along. You don't stop. Do you remember how you always would watch American Bandstand with us? Oh yeah. We knew every song on American Bandstand on the black and white TV. We would watch it. We knew everybody's name on the show. Myrna and oh yeah, we knew everybody's like, name. Don't you think sometimes you just have to like you just have to go for the adventure? Yep. That's what that's what I really believe. That's what my mom taught me. I mean, we talk about that all the time. God, what's wrong? And that with drives me? your dad crazy too because I want too many adventures. I want to hear about the family dynamics of how you did it in one house. What was it like growing up? How what what how many of you lived together for how long? Like before anybody got married. How was that? Well, before we got married, us girls would all go to a dance, and that's how we would meet the, the nice guys, you know. <laughs> Had to be a nice guy. Uh-huh, so we would meet the nice guy, and then we would go out with them, but you had to be, the advantage of that is, you had to be home at 11 o'clock, because nothing went back home after not 11. Okay. So we would go home at 11 o'clock, and it always turned out nice because we could all go to work the next day, you know, not be tired. It just seems like the family was so close. You had so many siblings, yeah. but that your siblings were so close. Was it because you guys all stayed in the house so long? How long did you guys live together? Three years. 
when you come from a big family, you know you can't separate them from you. You know, you've got to find accommodations for everybody. So right away, everybody's going, that's okay, we'll make ends meet, you know. And I said, that's okay, but I don't want to have anybody forced out of anything. And they said they wouldn't be forced out, but then we figured it out that if we were going to get married and we were living in the house, you know, downstairs, okay, we could use the downstairs room. So then when we got married, then that one moved out, and then that left room for another one that's yep. able. And it worked. It just kind of fell Something, in. Huh? It is. So, and I, what that makes me think about is what was the biggest lesson now that you think about when you think about how you grew up and everybody being under one roof? How does that play for all different women? You know, but, like what are the decisions but, you make? But you have to think about this. This is in the very beginning of a marriage. Mm -hmm. By being in the very beginning of a marriage, you're preparing to live together forever. So you can't go right into that. So we got the room and we were lucky to have the one room for us. And then by the time we uh, were getting married, my brother John was getting married. So, you know, it, it went right, so down the, right down the line. You, you had to be like real planners. Like that's a little bit of the difference now too. People don't plan out like that. Like when you're talking about, when you said about the house and having the house without um, siding and you had to wait. So then I'm like, well then, like what are you, how are you doing that? You know what's ironic? Everything like falls in place by itself. Yes. You're not forcing it. No. You're not forcing it. You're all there with the same goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being in a less than ideal situation because you might have one room that the person you're marrying with was with you in and nobody complained about it. And it makes me think about when we were little and you started getting a beach place for us, we would have one room yeah. for three people. And then when I got married, the year I got married, we had a hotel, one room, Anita, Sandy, and me and Chet, we were in that same room. Never did we think it's too tight. We're like, oh, thank you so much that you're including us and we can do it. We would have a cot in there, two double beds and a cot. And I don't know, I'm not, we didn't have two cots. So I'm sort of wondering if Chet and I and somebody else slept together. <laughs> but it was never, like, oh my gosh, we did it for a week. It was never a problem. We were just so happy, and maybe this is what I'm yeah. saying, so happy to have carved out that family time that we knew was coming every year that we were like, we didn't care. What's, what's one of the craziest things that you remember, or maybe it's not crazy, but that you remember grandma doing as a mom? I wouldn't call this crazy, but <laughs> you would make a lot of my clothes, and never would I say, let's go in and get them a calls pattern, and here's what I want. I would say, I want this dress that has sleeves like Juliet had in the movie we just saw. And we would go and you would find patterns, one for the sleeve, one for the dress, and you would put all that stuff together. And I can't believe, because I sew, how you made that work. Oh, that was crazy. Determination. How, really? But how? I, I don't, this is me, mom. We want to be kangaroos for Halloween. 
can you do it? And you have a month, maybe not even that much. That's what my mom does for us. She sews our Halloween costumes. We had a conversation last week in the car and I know what we want to be this year. Koalas. <gasps> but that's what she, mom, you literally do the exact same thing. But you you always did it. So it was like to me, well, I wanted to do it because that's what you did. Yeah. You always made our Halloween costumes. Yeah, because you wanted you kids to be happy. Well, it. you just, and you were so good. I do remember saying when I was getting married, would you consider making my dress? <laughs> dress? You said, no, because I would probably be walking down the aisle behind you sewing the back. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Where yeah, did you learn you? how to sew like that? Just at the factory. Did they teach you well, as when you no, started? You learned for a for each. You learned how to sew patches mm -hmm. and all these different things. So when you got that learned, then when you went to get a job, it came much easier for you because you knew what you were doing. Wow. Uh-huh. But you, you go in with a goal that you can do it. You can't say no, you can't. That's that's the defining thing too. Yeah. You know, you start with yes. Yeah. Yes, I can. <laughs> Some people don't subscribe yeah. to that theory. But the funny part of it is, you are so happy that you succeeded. That's mm -hmm. true. You know, yeah, so if you succeed, it was well worth it. Do you remember when we tried our kangaroo costumes on at the hotel in Washington? Yes, what was that like for you when we put those well, costumes on? Well, really, it was really awesome, except... I mean, Lindsay, you didn't give me a month. I think you I gave me two weeks. I did. I just can't but believe it. But that's how much faith I have in you because of what you've always been able to do. And that's now I know where that comes from. Now, and you're used to that. You know what that means. To, and the kids do. The one that was the trickiest, Melvin's costume was not done. If you remember, I'm like, I'm doing the best I can in the hotel room. I pinned it and I sent it with you. Uh -huh. And I said, you have to find a person to sew these seams. Do you have any friends who can sew? Meanwhile, I you have to learn how to sew because I, you so, could do it. True story. I just signed up for a sewing class. Oh, oh my gosh! You a can Wednesday make your own morning sewing class. No, not this year. <laughs> I won't be equipped. But because, oh. but here's what's funny. Because I want to be able to do that, and I don't, you know, I want to learn. And so, and I told Sibby, my daughter, I said, Sibby, I signed up for a sewing class. I might be able to help make a costume. And she goes, No, I'm just gonna buy it. And I was like, no, I'm like one year too late. No, you are on the hook. We, we do want you to make ours this year. But, but. it's just so funny because you just made so many. I remember the one that was black, but I wanted the print fabric cover under it with a sheer black cover. It was like making two dresses and then you put yeah. it together. But I was so used to sewing, you know, that didn't seem like that big of a problem. That was your big thing. That was your thing that you could really uh -huh. do well. Well, yeah. and you were probably also artsy. Yeah. Well, you know, the kids... They, they wanted clothes made, mm -hmm. which was one fortunate thing. They didn't say, no, I want to bought one. Yeah. That could have been the drawback. But they did not do that. They were. What was it like, Grandma, growing up? Um, this is taking it back, but I know your dad was a coal miner. And here in western Pennsylvania, it's, it's coal mining country. I know... They called Pittsburgh back in the day hell with the top off because of how the sky would light up from the steel mills and all that too. But what was what types of things did you see as a kid with your dad as a coal miner? As my dad a coal miner, 
he would go to work every day unless he got hurt. If you got hurt, you did not have a job. Did he get hurt a lot? Oh, they, a lot of them did. Coal would fall down and hit them. And Isn't so, that unbelievable? Yeah. 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 yeah, so they could get hurt easy. My dad, he figured, do what you think is necessary. He never said, don't do it. And so I just went ahead and I took care of the kids and did that. Mm -hmm. And it was so cute because he would go to work in a coal mine. He would come home all black coal. So down in the basement, we had a big bathtub. And in this bathtub, my dad would fill it up with water and he'd put his soap in it and he would lean over the tub and we wash his back and let it, let it run down his back, you know, and play games with him. And he loved that. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, you, you amused him besides. So the way that you would entertain, I mean, the thing is that you look at that as a fun thing. I can't help but think that if I'd said to Lindsay and Andrew, when you were little kids, your dad's really dirty, would you go down and wash his back? Yeah. I don't know that you would think. I'm just yeah. saying, though, that was, that was just something that you did yeah. that. In that Pittsburgh bath, they called it a Pittsburgh toilet yeah. because it was all downstairs, and you would go through the outdoor cellar into it. Straight Straight home. from outside. Sort of when we started the pandemic and you came home one way, you left your clothes. Like he would, uh, different situation, yeah. but obviously. He would go in through the basement. And I'll bet Grandpa Polk did the same thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just as an amazing, yeah. it's just an amazing time. It's amazing how generations skip and so much moves forward or changes. Exactly. And you realize, like, and you, because what you just said about me and my brother, I agree. But like you're in the middle of that, mom. Right. So what? Well, I don't think I would have liked that. Mm -mm. I think it, I didn't even <laughs> like it when I came home from college, and it was a Saturday, and you would make me clean the house with everybody. I remember thinking. Really? Oh yeah, I remember thinking. Wait a minute. I like haven't been here all week. I well, didn't do one thing. Well, I would have to clean. I'm not. I mean, I'm just saying it will be like. So you're cleaning your dad's back <laughs> in dirt, and I come in from college, and I'm thinking, why should I have to clean? the house, it's just different because maybe if that was you, because I think your mom had you guys all clean in every room in the house, right? Yeah, but not only that, my aunt in Mount Pleasant, she had four kids, oh, yes. but she couldn't keep her house clean. So my mother felt sorry for her, so I had to take a streetcar into Mount Pleasant and I would clean her house because Nobody wanted to clean her house, so it always would be me. So you never held any grudges on that because right. we knew all of their kids and they would come to the family reunions and that was just incredible that you did that. You tell that story now, but even though you did that, that was still, it would be like me saying, go to Aunt Sandy's house and clean her house. I mean, I would clean my aunt's house uh -huh. because I love her, but I would also be like, why are you asking why? me to clean my exactly. aunt's house? <laughs> but I would go, whoever she sent me to, I would go. It's a different set of rules. It's a different parenting and acceptance of kids too. I never felt like my mom worked and worked her butt off and you were like super successful first as a teacher and then an administrator or a principal, but I like never felt like you worked. Definitely. Yeah. You know, like when I was a kid, I mean, I knew you worked, I knew your schedule, but you were home for a few years and then it was like, I just didn't, like you, you did such a good job balancing. 
and it was just our norm because it was our routine. But and I remember, like you cooked every meal. We knew it was good. Those times back, there weren't so many demands. Your demands were things you had to do. Mine were things I had to do. But we didn't have all these. Let's pick this. Let's do this. Let's do that. That's we right. didn't have that. Yeah. It's so and funny. I was able to work my job, and I worked a lot at home on my job. But I didn't have other stuff out there. I didn't there. know that, that you worked at home a lot on your job. Well, this so you just how, a good job. But it's just interesting because you do a great job with your kids. You do stuff when I, I'm like, I'll say to your dad, she needs to rest and get some sleep. But you try to fit everything in. You make sure your kids get those scavenger yeah. hunts, those things, which to me is blows my mind because I didn't have the things that you have now. Yeah all over the place stuff that yeah. we didn't have that like our you had activities you didn't have a camp every single week of the summer yeah. you didn't have you had soccer and it's kind of like you have to yep you have more things that you have to uh think about but i think you have more decisions that you have to make maybe now with like when you're faced with it because of all the things right like do what is the amount of time that you where's your line about what the amount of time that you need to be you know with your family or with your kids or when you're going to work like i love to work but i've realized that there are that's hard it's hard balancing the two but it's it's also doable it's very doable i love that my kids love to travel and i'm so grateful that when i was at espn they were the ones that, that opened my eyes to, oh, you can do this because they made it easy. They made it easy for me to take my son to these events and do, and do that kind of thing. So I've gotten very used to that and I really value that, you know? Uh -huh. But it's also, I've realized how, you know, there are certain times where you really need to be present. So it's uh -huh. a balancing act. Yeah. I remember when our kids were little and you and dad would, if we wanted to go somewhere, we would either bring them up here and then you and Chet's parents would share the kids. Or I remember when I wanted to do the summer of the Northern Virginia Riding Project, I waited until they were a certain age and sent them up here for two weeks so I could do it. And you guys really helped out in that. But it also gave you, which is part of, I think, why you like to come here so much, that time, you know, of being here. And I have a book from... Sandy when she took the kids to Deep Creek, you guys at Deep Creek Lake. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we would, we never had any outside help because we lived no. away, but we would, in the summer, we would carve time out. I think kids are inherently just curious and love to be exposed. My kids have been talking about fireflies for two weeks yeah. because they knew they were coming here uh -huh. and they were just excited to catch them and they don't get that experience at home. So I think there's so much that you know, we control that. Like, what are they exposed to? How simple is it? What are the things? And everyone's doing their best. I, so I was blown away by this book, which is about my mom. Grandma, you organized all of these books so beautifully in this book. This is about my mom. I haven't even seen all these pictures. Oh. You know, what I was she like as a baby, as a child? That was perfect. As a little girl. My mom? Was I perfect when I was a baby? What was she like as a girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. How would, how would you describe my mom's personality as a kid? As a kid? Mm -hmm. Pleasant. Mm -hmm. She was pleasant. Shy, right? 
Yeah. No, I wasn't shy. <laughs> a little bit shy. Was I a little shy? Like, not overly shy, but, you know. So my favorite thing in here is your story of my life. My mom wrote a, the story of my life, and you saved this. I can't believe you saved that. And you have this beautiful, first of all, Mom, you have the most beautiful handwriting out of everyone. Oh, and I know that. You're, you're an artist Well, thank also. you, but that's because that's what we learned in school. And if we didn't do it right, the nuns would smack our fingers. So you have a lot. In this story, I was like, there are so many things that I didn't know. But one of the things that struck me was you said, um, when I was four and a half, I took ballet lessons. After taking them for one year, I was at a recital at Ramsey High in Mount Pleasant. Yes. As I stood on the stage, I was very nervous until I saw my mother, oh, and I then I was relieved a little. <laughs> no. And I thought, there's just something about mothers and daughters, and uh -huh. mothers and kids, right? That's do so you true. What do you remember about that? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, I, I just, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that's the nice thing about putting it in writing. Yeah. That's true. But that's I remember true. that you would always drive me to lessons. And um, we, I remember my costume and the song. Do you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what was the song? Yeah. What was the song? What song? Do you remember? Rover? I have learned <laughs> <laughs> a ballet dance. Do you remember? <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> Mom, stop. I know. Hey, if you can't If you remember, watch and see. Remember? Uh-huh. If you can't remember, how can I? I remember. I just can't do it, but Dad used to sing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, oh. this isn't good. I know. How I come you don't have these sad I cry that jeans? purple costume is somewhere in this house. And I'll bet Sippy would love it. Yeah. It had feathers. Ugh. <laughs> How come I have horrible cry jeans oh, and mom does and you don't? I do. No, you used to. That's oh, so I'm it gets gonna, better. I want to tell you something. I went. I was thinking about this. You used to. You've really gotten your stuff together with that. <laughs> you don't do it anymore. You'll say, I'll be like crying over stuff and you're not. And you'll say, I just think there's no sense in doing that. But I tried everything. I've even read books on... What can you think about when you're going to cry so you look like a really cool person? <laughs> well, I think that what it is is that um, I realized about myself, and I've, this is, I've shared this before, but I feel like I have a very hard time with transitions. I have a very heightened sense of this time goes fast and it's so yeah. special and you don't want it to be gone, right. right? But so I think also with that, it's like, you have to figure it out. Like it's, it is transitions and you have to just, if you can be in the moment as much as you can be in the moment. But I do wonder, I'm like, you're very much like that. I think we are all empathic, We've, which is newsflash. Um, but yeah, wow. But so with the ballet, it's just you're thinking about a wonderful memory that right. you had with your mom in the car and that's right. kind of what we're talking about. You know, and it's, in it's really interesting because, but you did used to be more of a crier. Now you just seem to be able to, and this isn't just now, this is maybe the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. You can put your, I can be saying, well, mom, and she's like, well, I just look at it like this. But I think you have that, but your brother also has that. Yeah. He's a crier. My brother couldn't make it through my rehearsal dinner. He was giving the speech <laughs> and he got about five words out. I know. I was blown away. And your dad, your dad uh -huh. also, so does your husband. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. I mean, I We're just all think, in trouble. No, I don't, you know, I do think because I would like to present myself like, like in England. 
and just be there just smiling but that's never going to happen but you really have been able to do more i don't that's know how right. you did it you can't be everything no that's, you can't i know so on that note we think Grandma. you can be everything <laughs> i know i make bargains with myself what oh, do you mean what kind of bargain like if i promise myself that I won't be all weepy for something else, Yeah. then the next one I can handle better. Wait, can I can. Here. Like what? Yeah, tell us more. You know, like when you say, say you're going to say you can't come over, and I'll say, oh, why can't you come over? Then I stop and think, don't act like that. Tell her, it'll be nice when you're able to come over. Oh. You know, just swing it around a little bit, mm -hmm. and you get a different attitude, and it helps so much. So you are talking about you control the way that your own yeah. outlook is on yeah. a situation. Yeah, but I'm having a little tougher time right now. Really? Yeah, because the last few weeks, I'm thinking, I'm thinking too much about too many things, and I've got to take some of that out of there. What kinds yeah. of things? Well, I tell myself I won't let myself get worked up over leaving somebody behind at home. Mm -hmm. So then I'll tell myself, well, if you do that, then you make a bargain with this mm -hmm. and kind of work yourself out. That's where I knew you never shared that before, but that's it's very interesting. It's interesting because I know that you're a, I know you're doing something because I know that you're not like falling apart on stuff that I'd be falling apart on. Yeah. I'm not falling apart, but I'm trying to rearrange my life a little bit at the end because I'm thinking a little differently. Tell me more about, yeah, what are you doing differently? So when I go to bed at night, I'm put, I put myself in another place. I put myself in where the, where the animals are or the cat or something, you know, <laughs> and then I'll think, Oh, I'm going to live that way instead of worry about children. Oh. So I'll Because you worry about your kids. I still worry about Oh, them. no, don't tell me that because I worry about mine, and I thought that would go away. Well, it makes it hard, and if you don't work on it, it's going to be harder. Do you know, yeah. this, we're probably saving 200 bucks on some <laughs> therapy session right here because I never heard Are that. Are you It's like... <laughs> I, I go to my therapist, uh, like, you know, to the ones... You that, have a therapist? Uh, 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 oh, no, not regular, okay. but no, I call it that. Yeah, she's, you're talking about what you yourself, you control your therapy. See, <laughs> I really go to therapy. Pay, so. I do too. We pay a lot of money to go to therapy. You're doing it yourself. Maybe Keep we're... Going, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So I control myself. So then the ones that got out of hand, I'm wiping them down, saying, come on, get down there. I have to get this one up here, okay. and I, I work it out, and I don't know how, but it works. See, Go. that's, you're tough, that's tough that you do that, but that's really what, what therapists are, say. <laughs> so what are the things that you worry about at this point? Can you, like, take us inside? What is it that it, what's it like when you're, you know, you're, you're 95, and you, he's right, you look beautiful. You look like you belong in a soap opera. No one. Yeah, there's something that I was trying to be specific about, and I'm having a tough time picking it out. But anyway, uh, I can tell when I'm letting myself be overpowered by something else. And then I sp start thinking, 
push that to the side a little bit. We've got to clear up this one. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk to yourself. Yeah. And it works. And I'll think, don't you let yourself worry like you're doing about the past. Only the present. And that's what you try to do. Like keeping yourself in the moment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because those moments are pretty doggone important. It is. They're very important. And you could sit there worrying about stuff instead of missing that importance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you still have a way that you do that that I think a lot of people just yeah. have a hard time with. Yeah. So I made up my mind when I go to bed at night, I try to get myself all calmed down. And I think of the things that I want to be concerned about. And then I'll wipe out some and I'll mm -hmm. think this waits till tomorrow. This is today's, and then I'll go back to tomorrow's. Okay. And that's what I do. And it's hard to do. It is hard. But then you have to really fight yourself because you think, is it worth all this frustration, frustration you're causing mm -hmm. yourself, you know? And so I find out instead of staying frustrated, work it out inside me. Mom, do you think that your mother had those same things. Do you think she worried about all six of you guys? Didn't live long enough. She did. She died so young. She was, what, 62? She was really young. I barely know. I uh -oh. barely know anything about your mom. Uh-oh. No, I, I found <laughs> the place. I'm so sorry. You can join the club. But can you tell me about your mom? Yeah. It was very hard because she was too young. She was so sick. And it was at a time when they probably, it might have been, I'm not saying she would have lived a lot longer, but it would have been a lot easier. Right. But what I'm wondering is, she had six kids. She had to worry about, obviously you had a happy life, but you, no one has a perfect family, so yeah. she had to worry about things. Yeah. And then when she got cancer at the end. Uh, yeah. But I wondered if, if you learned any of those techniques that you have from her because then you came off like this really strong mom and you which you always were and now you're still strong with if you're saying you've got these things because i i don't know if you i'm just saying i always say you're only as happy as your least happy kid yeah. i've read and i think My that's really true that and it can be yeah. some dumb old thing like somebody's upset about they couldn't get the bike they wanted but I think that's true, so it seems like you've been able to. Well, I think by getting my mother out of that now, mm -hmm. that might be the answer at the end of the day to talk to my mother about it. Do you ever talk to your mother? Oh, yeah. Huh. Do you? <laughs> I talk to Dad, but I only <laughs> save it for big things uh -huh. because I don't want to waste it on something that I really don't need. But you talk to Dad, too, I know. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, and that's what helps you to get over that hump. Yep. And then you have to let yourself let it sink in. How do you let it sink in? Well, Just because I time. thought about my mother today and brought her back. Interesting. What was it like with, what kind of woman was your mom? Gentle. Mm -hmm. Very good. What was it like when she, when she died? How old were you? Oh, let's see. You were just, no, you were you were not born. I was in high school. Yeah. So she died in probably 68. Yeah. 
like way too young. Yeah. Do you remember that time frame when she died and what that what you guys talked about and what that was like for you? No, because everybody in the family doesn't do that. You know, some people discuss it, some people don't. But I'm one that I would want to talk about it. Yeah. And, and so, that's normal to have that because yeah. some people just can't talk and some can't. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so she would, you know, I, I could think about her, I could talk to her in my sleep, and it worked out good. I was named after her. Hmm? Her name was Teresa. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, didn't, I don't know a lot about her. See how cool. far back you <laughs> took it? I know. Yeah. She is pretty cool. She was very cool. Wow. Uh huh. Uh -huh. She had 18 grandchildren. Yeah. There were 18. Six kids had 18 grandchildren. Wow. We and, just had a little one. And yeah. everybody That's lived so. within a one-mile radius. Yeah. That's special. That's yeah, cool. everybody did. And it was every, yeah, everybody did. Uh-huh. So it all worked out nice, but I think it's going to help now. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. That's interesting that so many years after, it's just very interesting do that you... Do you feel like you feel her presence at times? Well, especially since I brought her up today. Yeah. And I haven't talked about her in a hmm. long time. Hmm. And so I think it will help me that when I go to bed tonight and I'll be thinking of her and the, the other parts yeah. and see what she can help me with. Yeah. You just need to talk to them sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that helps. Hmm. Like granddad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad was a comic man. <laughs> he was. So grandma, do you have good advice on I would love to get your, your take and advice from your wisdom, right? Yes. What is your best advice? for marriage? Oh, I can't even imagine right now. Mm -hmm. I have to think about that a while. Yeah, next conversation. <laughs> but how okay. about you and Dad? How about you and Dad? I mean, everybody's got, you know, you get two people together and you think you have a lot of similarities, and you do, but then you find out you have some that you don't have. Yeah. But then you find ways to work with it. Uh -huh. and how to deal with it. I mean, Dad put a big star on your bathroom. You were like the star of his oh, life. Yeah. yeah, he would say, good morning. He would say, what would he say in the morning to you? Um, good morning, sunshine or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Have you seen the reindeer? Have you seen the reindeer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, but it was nice. And so you just remember the good things and mm -hmm. pull them out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you think about those instead of the bad. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot lately about how people find ways to stay present. And I think that's really hard, especially these days where it's like you're pulled in different directions. Yeah. There are phones. All of it kind of feeds into the other. It's very di it's difficult. And it, it takes a lot to say, okay, no, here, you're doing this. or whatever that decision point is. Yeah. But I think that's one of the things that I take from time spent here is this room to me like symbolizes so much because you know everyone's family circumstance is different. If they live around their family or if they travel to family and for us, we would come here on holidays and 
I just remember feeling so just calm and happy and peaceful, you know, mm -hmm. and just, and so safe. I think it was like safe, but you, it was like everyone was together, but what are some of your favorite memories? What does this house mean to you? Uh-huh. And see, everything meant a world to us, mm -hmm. no matter what, because we worked so hard to get it, and that made a big difference. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you don't feel like you didn't, that didn't do enough at your house. Mm -hmm. If, uh, is there, is there something that you think people, younger people, should know that you could only know from your perspective? Yeah. What would you suggest that people do to be happy? Well, you know what? I keep thinking when, it makes me want to cry. But when your two little ones come out here and they're smiling so happy, build on that. Build on that. Like anything that goes on, say, look how lucky you are. Look how lucky. Look what we can do together. And we couldn't do that before. And just stress the good points of life. Because I see how happy they are. Both of them. They yeah. have that pure happiness. Hmm? They have that pure happiness. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Paul's like, what the hell have I gotten into? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Think you cried enough today? I know, Maybe. Jesus, Grandma. Yeah. Um, you know, I do notice, and I love that. Sometimes I take a moment because especially both my kids, but Sibby, my daughter, has this skip. So she just, she skips through life. And it's, and I, I when I see that, I'm like, oh, let's keep that as long as we can, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, Lord, this is not yeah. usable because I have tears rolling down my face probably. But you're doing the right way. No, oh, thank you. Because you have them cuddled close to you. You do. Mm -hmm. And then when you, if you need to talk to them, you have a good opportunity to talk to them. Yeah, uh -huh. they listen. Well, you can feel yourself when you're falling away from being able to be present, you know, like yeah. when you're busy. You can tell. Right? Like I think about, I never felt that from you, but when, like when I'm talking about the days, mom, where you worked when we were growing up in high school and things, I knew you worked and you like had a job that was very demanding, but you did a really good job of balancing it all. Like we always knew that we could, we always knew what the, that, what it was going to be like when we were at home, that it was going to be good and it was going to be safe and like have this great environment. But I know that's not easy. You realize now that it's not easy, you know. Because as long as you show them love, mm -hmm. they know where it's coming from. That's the important thing. Okay, I'm almost done. I have one more question. What would you say is the toughest thing that you have overcome that you're proud of overcoming? Hmm. Dad died. Oh, I'm sh I never would have thought about that. Yeah. That, that, that was tough. Yeah. But then, anyway, he left me with good memories. Mm -hmm. That's you know. interesting that his, me I know that, I, I didn't think he would say that, but I should have thought you would say that. But you, um, yeah. You've done so well with that, that mm -hmm. I've really, so well. Uh-huh. Well, I tried hard. Yeah. Yeah, because he was well-liked. So it's coming on 10 years next week. 
Huh? Ten years next week. Yes. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, that time flies so fast. Uh-huh. So what have you like what have you learned in those ten years? Are there things that you've to stand on my own two feet mm-hmm. and make it work. And that's all. How have you been able to do that? When you go to bed at night, you pray for the best. Yeah. I pray a rosary every night. Mm-hmm. All that works. Mm-hmm. I know you've always been faithful, but, you, but oh, yeah. you've really leaned into that more. Yeah. Yes. Always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you can console yourself a good bit. Yeah. But you really have, in the last 10 years, you've really accomplished a lot of stuff that you've moved beyond. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that you miss him every single day, but you have yeah. made yourself yeah. um, enjoy what you're doing, take advantage of really yeah. good things. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everything's coming along pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. It just takes a matter of time working yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Do you have something, Mom, that you think is like one of the toughest things that you've overcome or a lesson that you've learned? And whether it's like as a mom or just as a woman or... I think my dad's death was probably one of them, but also you worry about your kids all the time. Oh, yeah. And even though you guys have both been really, done really mm-hmm. well, you still worry because oh, yeah. you want them to be happy. You want You want them to be as happy as they can possibly be. You yeah. don't care what they do. Like that, if you said you, what? That's the last thing you say when you go to bed at night. It is, it is. What? Happiness of my children. I have this little prayer book that's about prayers for mother. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, I'll start my rosary and I'll think this is for them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You want your children to be happy, then oh, your grandchildren. Yeah. I'll have you balling all night. Yeah, Grandma. Yeah. No more. <laughs> no moss. Um, okay, anyway, me... yeah, that's pretty much it. But it's hard when you think about it, it's happy tears because they're all things that, yeah. they're really, some were sad, but you've been able to move on. Of course, you would never choose to move on without dad, but you've been able to do that. And I feel like he's always out there. And I never thought I could have managed No, you know what, Mom? I have to be honest, I didn't think so either, and I can't believe it, because you've just done so great. I just was thinking, because you grew up in such a man-dominant time, but you were able to pick up every single thing Uh and do it. That's right. And I remember you saying to me that sometimes, you know, you just have to, it's how you approach a situation yeah. that makes it, yeah. uh, you know, that helps the outcome of the situation, whether it's balancing, you know, right. parenthood, marriage, all of it. De- like- dealing with my mom. I remember one time <laughs> you telling me, you said, Lindsay, it's, what did you say, sugar, not vinegar or something or some oh, analogy yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you can get more with sugar than with vinegar and you've told yeah. me that about marriage you've told me that about marriage yeah mm-hmm. so, and i know that's true but sometimes that's hard to it's so hard at the do. end it's like you can you control yourself and the power that you have over your mind and to really yeah think positive thoughts but also help you through a circumstance yeah. is very powerful mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You have, you've had a good, a lot of good advice. You've had a lot of good advice that I will keep looking for. <laughs> yes. One more session. One more session. <laughs> okay, 2.0. I'll do it. 2.0. Okay. Mom, Grandma, cheers. Happy 95th. <laughs> okay. Love you. Love you guys. Mm. Thank you so much. I think that one kind of speaks for itself. I really, I learned so much. It was highly emotional for all of us just because there were things that were shared that we didn't expect to hear, but I sat and looked at my grandma's albums for a while after, and now certain pictures that I've seen throughout the years hold a really different meaning to me because of the stories that she shared. So I'm so appreciative to my grandma for sitting down and giving me the time, and for my mom for being a part of it. So. If you liked this episode, please like and subscribe, and I would love for you to, to listen to my other ones, to watch them on my YouTube channel, leave your feedback, let me know what you want to hear more of, and you can also get the audio versions of this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. So thank you so much to Family Made for the partnership. Thank you to Paul for shooting and for Pete uh, for shooting. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>